You're listening to the Before Midnight Podcast with your host, Felicia and Jessica. Grab your Bible and a cup of something warm. We're going to chat about making the most of the magically transformed lives we've been given. Welcome to the podcast. We're so excited that you're joining us today. And we are talking about four things that we both wish that we had known before we got married. Yeah, I mean, this is an exciting topic to talk about because I feel like I learn a lesson every single day when being married. <laughs> like yeah. stuff comes up, stuff is going to come up. So after four years, there's a lot, there's a lot that you learn, you know? Wow. Four years. Yeah. I've, man, that's so crazy. And then we've been married six and a half at this time, I think. Yeah. Six and a half. And so it's funny. Yeah. yeah. Because like, I remember we met when Brian and I were just dating and you guys yeah. were already married. So it's yeah. so, so much time. I think it was right after our wedding yeah. that you and Brian got together. Mm-hmm. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I can't wait to meet her. And then we were at your wedding. Well, we were in your yeah. wedding. It was so fun. And it's crazy though how fast time has gone by. And mm-hmm. I kind of, I was kind of like the last of my friends to get married, but I kind of started getting like this new friend group with like my marriage. And so out of them, I was kind of the first to get married. Yeah. So it kind of felt a little bit like I didn't have a lot of people to lean on when it came to marriage. And so a lot of this stuff, mm-hmm. it's like I knew it intellectually, you know? Yeah. But when yeah. I started living it, I thought, oh my gosh, what's happening? And Mm -hmm. I think that's kind of like what we're sharing today is like, okay, here are some things that I probably knew beforehand, but I didn't really understand it until I had been married for a little while. Yeah, like I felt when I was thinking about this and like trying to write down what I was learning, I was like, you know what? I feel like I did know this before I got married. It's not something that... I was totally unaware of, but it was more like once it actually happens, it's like, how am I going to deal with this now? Because this is real. This is real life. This is, this is yeah. really happening. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So the first thing that I know I wish that I had known before I got married is that essentially I would be the same person. And what I mean by that is I think sometimes you get this idea, or at least I know I got this idea that when I would get married and stand up on the altar, like this magic fairy dust would come down mm-hmm. and I'd wake up the next day and I'd be a wife and I would, you oh know, cook and clean and I'd give sage words of wisdom to my husband and I would know how to handle the finances and I'd, you know, just be on top of everything while looking good at the same time. Proverbs 31 woman. Exactly. Proverbs of 31 course. woman. <laughs> and I thought all it took to do that was get married. Yeah. And of course, I quickly realized that the next day while I was a wife and there was a lot of things that were different, Mm -hmm. I was still me and I still had the same habits. I still had the same fears. I still had the same, you know, abilities and talents and everything. And I really kind of had to realize that you, you become who you choose to be. Yeah. You know, it's not just because I married Jeff that now I know how to do all these things that is expected of a wife or that is mm-hmm. people's idea of a wife, but I really had to choose habits and I had to choose to grow into the person I wanted to be. And I yeah. think that can be hard sometimes because we get married and there's like this unspoken expectation yeah. of like, oh, I should know how to do this. I should be handling this better. I should... I should be better at this. I should be better at that. And we compare ourselves to other wives and mm-hmm. we see what they're good at, which maybe we're not good at. And so I think we just put a lot of pressure on ourselves to yeah. kind of like be this idea of what we think a wife is supposed to be. And then we feel stressed when we're not meeting that expectation. Yeah. And it it's like, where does that expectation come from? Like, why would we think that 
we would be able to do all these things that we've never done before. Like our whole lives have been us not married and like operating in that. And then all of a sudden it's like the next day, do you think you're just going to learn all these things overnight? I did. I did. (laughs) Yeah. I think we all do. Right. We all have kind of have that feeling that we will. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I knew I wouldn't, but then when I got frustrated Mm -hmm. that I cooked one time and then the next time I wasn't brilliant at it, it's like, why am I so stressed out? But I you're gonna uh, bring up the tacos. I was about to. <laughs> you, were you there for that? No, I think I, I missed that. And oh I, my gosh! Like, I think it happened right after, or right before me. Right before you got yeah. with Brian. Okay, yeah. so right after Jeff and I got married, I just had my mom is an amazing cook, and I just had this idea that well, I have to cook all the time. Mm-hmm. And it was great practice, but we would have all of our friends over, and I'd make food and. I managed to mess up one of the easiest things that anyone can ever do, and that is taco night. And I prepared everything. I got everything ready. I was so excited. My little apartment, my tiny little kitchen, and everyone was having a good time. And then all of a sudden, we start smelling smoke. And people are like, what's going on? we're on like the third floor of this apartment building and all of a sudden the kitchen is smoking and I go in and I open up the oven and there are 12 little flames for each hard shell taco shell that I had put on broil in the oven because I wanted to crisp them up and forgot about them. So That's way too much. That's way overboard. (laughs) It was so... It was frustrating. And so my little party that I was the host of all of a sudden starts opening up windows, opening up doors. Felicia's, not husband at the time, Brian, Mm -hmm. I find Mm -hmm. him in one of the rooms opening up a window and gasping for air. He's pretty dramatic. He can be pretty dramatic. It was a little dramatic, I must say. It was a little dramatic. (laughs) But but that was my, Mm -hmm. one of my first times really hosting and I thought, what the heck is wrong with me? It was taco night. I burned hard taco shells like how do you even do i mean that's how you do that to be honest be careful with broil yes so anyway that was one of my first times Mm -hmm. and i just felt like such a failure and that was one of many times when i just kind of felt like man what am i doing and and that was really when god kind of had to show me like you are putting so much pressure on yourself like yes we need to learn how to use the broiler properly. These things are important, but I needed to realize that I don't just become a hostess, right? I have yeah. to grow into that role. If you wanna be good at something, you have to practice. And I needed to practice and it's okay to need to practice. And on top of that, cause I was just thinking about it. It's like, we talk about that story all the time and it's so <laughs> funny and it's like such a good memory. And that's so much more interesting than if you were just like a perfect little like <laughs> hostess, a perfect tacos. Like it's more fun, you know? It's definitely it, it a adds, funny like, story now. <laughs> it adds stories and it adds enjoyment to life. Like our imperfections as not just wives, but people, like that's what makes life interesting. And like that's what makes us fun and like quirky. It's just like, it's not a negative thing. Exactly. You know? No, it's true. We all have to realize we're all on a journey. Yeah. Mark 428 says that it's first the blade, then the ear, then the full corn mm-hmm. in the ear. And we think about that with faith and spiritual things, but this is just how the kingdom of God works. It, it works on seed time and harvest. Mm-hmm. And if you want to, you know, grow into being a good cook, you have to start cooking. If you want to yeah. grow into, you know, having a clean and, and nice home, you have to start cleaning now. If you want to give words of wisdom to your husband, you have to put good wisdom in and spend time with the Holy Spirit. And so all of these things are a process and you can't get out of the process and you need to give yourself grace Mm -hmm. in the process. 
And the last thing with that is that you not only need to have grace on yourself, but you also need to have grace on your husband because we also sometimes can put expectations on them of how they're supposed to be as a husband. And we have to realize too that they just became a husband and they don't know what they're doing a lot of times. And so, so kind of giving yourself so grace yeah. to grow, but also giving him grace to grow into the role of being a husband and being the leader of your home mm-hmm. and being everything that God called him to be, that's going to be a process too. And so you just have to see yourselves both on this journey together of growing into the people. Marriage is the beginning. It's not the, it's not the end. It's the yeah. beginning of this journey of becoming who you both were meant to be. Yeah. And when you do that, when you have that process of like working towards something and really being intentional, things are only going to get better, you know? And I think this isn't, this isn't a point, but it's something important to like talk about and add is that marriage has been talked about a lot as like this thing that just kind of like, oh, more and more negative. Mm -hmm. And it's like when you put time into it and like you you spend time with your husband and you're intentional, it gets better and better, which is yeah. awesome. Mm-hmm. But so the next thing, the next point actually kind of goes into that because you mentioned having expectations that aren't realistic. And something that I was thinking about was how you kind of just, when you're like, when you're dating, you kind of spend a lot of that one-on-one time together and it's all like just fun. You know, you're going out on dates, like, and especially for me and Brian, because we were long distance. And so all the time that we would spend together was intentional one-on-one. Like he would fly to Florida and we would just spend the whole week going to the beach, going out to eat. And then when I would go to Colorado, it was like all fun. You know, there's no work. There's like no responsibilities. And that's like even exaggerated when you're long distance because you like leave that stuff behind to spend that time together. Mm-hmm. And then when you get married, it's like, wow, okay. We're spending time together, but it's not like quality time. It's like, we're going to make dinner now. We're going to go to work, you know? Mm -hmm. And you start to realize that you don't have everything in common because when you're dating and you do everything together, you don't realize that. And then when you like, you know, when you start to spend that every day together, it's like, oh, you know, Brian wants to go play video games. <laughs> oh, oh no, like I don't really love video games. Or like, I I want to go take a bath, like a bubble bath, and I want to like sit and read a book. It's like, Brian, <laughs> Brian doesn't like that. And then you become like kind of worried. It's like, we don't have everything in common. Is that mm-hmm. a bad thing? You know, because mm-hmm. like the movies, you think of the rom-coms and they're like, oh, you're going to love the same music. Mm-hmm. You're going to have the same hobbies. And so it creates this false expectation of, if we don't have everything in common, like, are we wrong for each other? When you have that expectation on them, it's unhealthy and you're going to be disappointed. And like two things that can happen when you start to feel like, oh, I don't have everything in common with them is that, is he wrong for me or am I wrong for him kind of thing? Like, are we wrong for each other? And that's not true because we're supposed to be different. Brian and I are supposed to have different strengths, different weaknesses, because if we didn't and we were like the same person, then what happens when we both have the same weaknesses all the time? We can't like draw the best out of each other. Um, And I was thinking about like, Brian is super sweet, but he's also very, he's also very open about what he's willing to do. Like if, if he's asked to do something at work and he's overwhelmed, He's not just going to say yes to everything, but I would, you know? And so there's times in life where I'm like, what am I going to do? Like, I just want to like please everybody. And Brian's like, 
no, like we don't have time for that. Mm -hmm. And I need that in my life, (laughs) you know? So it's like not a bad thing Mm -hmm. for you guys not to be the same person. And then like another thing is Mm -hmm. like a temptation to change who you are to be more like them. Mm -hmm. And that's not good because they met you, like the person that you end up marrying met you when you were being 100% yourself. Mm-hmm. Like Brian met me and I didn't really even know that he was like paying attention to who I was and I was being <laughs> totally myself and like that's who he fell in love with, you know? Mm-hmm. So why would you feel like Brian would want to be married to himself all of a sudden and like have that change? Yeah, yeah. no, that's so good because like you said, when you first start dating or you're getting to know someone or maybe even when you're first married, it, you know, there is an excitement there because they are mm-hmm. introducing you to new things and yeah. showing you new things that you love and you find things in common. Mm-hmm. And so there's kind of an excitement there for that, that sometimes when you start finding the things that you don't have in common or the things that you like and they don't like, it can feel like, wait a second, is this wrong? Is this bad? Or mm-hmm. it can feel like maybe they're they're rejecting you if they don't like your music or they don't oh like your gosh. movies, right? And yeah, yeah. of course, it's completely uh-huh. silly. I mean, all of your friends are going to have things they like that you don't and vice versa. But I think that's something that, yeah, when you get married, it's almost like this, not that you're blind to it, but it's just this excitement is so overwhelming mm-hmm. that when you start seeing the things that you can't get excited about together because you don't share that, you feel like, wait, is, is this wrong? Did I make a mistake? And exactly. it's like, no, of course no. not. <laughs> no, it's like people are attracted to the stuff about you that isn't yeah. like them. Mm-hmm. Like that's such a, that's such a big thing. And it, yeah. I don't want to over-spiritualize the point, but I was kind of thinking about that idea of wanting to change who you are. Once you, once you're married and once you realize you don't have everything in common. And I was thinking about it. It's like when God saved us, we were, you know, we were sinners and we were like completely without him, without those good qualities. And he saved us. And then all of a sudden when we're like saved, we feel like we need to start performing for God to be pleased with us. It's like, no, he saved us, which was like the biggest thing, like dying for us when we were still sinners. And then we become a Christian. It's like, oh, well, he's not going to be pleased with me unless I read the Bible. It's like, you weren't doing that stuff, you know? One caveat to this, though, is that you do want to make sure that you do have things that you find that you enjoy together. Because Brian and I were reading a book called His Needs, Her Needs, and it kind of talks about this is more for a man than a woman, but having like a companion to do stuff with. And Mm -hmm. it said the most joyful and like the most fun we have in our life should be spent with our spouse. Like we should have stuff that we love to do together. He shouldn't just be, cause Brian like loves mountain biking. <laughs> I wouldn't want it to get to a point where like he loves that and that's his favorite time. And it's completely separated from me, you know? Right. Like we should be, we should be developing stuff together, mm-hmm. you know? No, that's really good. And that's kind of part of how we can love the other person mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is yeah. by doing things with them that they love that maybe we don't, but we're doing it to show them love. And it doesn't mean they always have to do it with us, but to just kind of make that effort, I think really speaks to that other person, probably especially guys, but I just think it does. But even I know when like Jeff watches a movie or a show with me that I know isn't his favorite, but it's my, like he knows it's mine. It means a lot to me and I really appreciate it. Or when he gets food that he knows I love, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, then I'm like, I'm very happy. Panda Express. Panda Express. (laughs) That's one of my favorites. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I think it really is a way that you can, 
you can show that person love and to do it, but you don't have to feel guilty if it's not, if you don't have the same level of passion for it, that's okay. Exactly. In fact, that's what makes it a sacrificial act of love is because you don't share that passion, but you're doing yeah. it for them with a good attitude, of course. Yeah. But yeah, you don't have to feel guilty for not loving all the same things. That would be really boring. Yeah, and it's not like it's pretending. Like, they know that you don't love that. But just putting that effort in. Like, Brian, I know he doesn't love some of the movies that I watch. <laughs> like, I wanted to watch What a Girl Wants the other day. Oh, and Brian so good. sacrificially watched that. And I will wow. say, he didn't survive through the whole movie. He's like, I, I don't know if I can finish it. But he tried. He you tried. Know? Well, that's, you know. That's <laughs> he tried. And that took a lot for him. That's a lot. Wow. What love. <laughs> So the third thing that I wish I knew before I had gotten married is that the enemy hates my marriage and hates your marriage. And mm-hmm. no, we're real positive on this podcast, but <laughs> it is one of those truths that I just don't think we talk about enough and yet it impacts every single part of our marriage. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes I hear people when they're getting married or especially when they're newly married, yeah. it's like, oh, we're going to have a different kind of marriage. And, you know, it's like they're like, oh, those struggles you had, we're just not like that, you know. And it's like that's fine. Like everyone is different. Everyone is going to have their own marriage. Mm-hmm. But I think sometimes there's this false sense of faith that we have where we're saying, I have faith that we're never going to have a problem right? Or we're never going to fight. We're never going to run into any issues. Yeah. Instead, I don't think our faith is supposed to be necessarily in that. We should all shoot for God's best, Mm -hmm. but we live in a fallen world and we live with an imperfect person. None of us have arrived at the perfection that God has for us yet. Mm -hmm. And so instead of having faith that nothing will ever go wrong, which is a circumstance, right? Instead, we need to have faith that whenever things do try to come against us, we will be strong to face them together. Yeah. And that way, your faith isn't in your circumstances, Mm -hmm. but your faith is in God. Because if your faith is in your circumstances being perfect and you guys never having a problem and you guys never fighting and you guys never doing any of these things that other couples do, as soon as that happens, your faith no longer has anything to attach itself to because that is now gone. It's no longer perfect, right? You no longer can say you don't have a problem because now a problem has arrived at your doorstep. Mm -hmm. And so now where's your faith? right and so your faith needs to remain in god right not in our circumstances like not in ourselves or in the other person because quite Mm -hmm. frankly you can't control them yeah you cannot control them nor should you and so Mm -hmm. your faith has our faith has to be in something that is within our control Mm -hmm. and is in something that can never fail and that is in god And so I think that just this point that the devil hates your marriage is really important because so much of what goes on in our marriage has to do with the spiritual realm. John 10.10 in the New Living Translation says, The thief's purpose is to steal, kill, and destroy. But my purpose, Jesus said, is to give them a rich and satisfying life. If there is a thief out there, which is the enemy, and his purpose is to steal, kill, and destroy, Mm -hmm. then when problems come that are trying to steal from you, kill something in your marriage or destroy your influence, we need to realize that that is not God, that is the devil, right? Yeah, that is a good point. And too often we just (laughs) don't want to think about it because, Mm -hmm. I don't know, maybe we get scared or maybe we just don't want to, we think we're opening up the door in our minds if we like think about it. But think about all of the stories that you love. There's always a villain, Mm -hmm. right? And there's a villain in those stories 
because there's a villain in your story. And the villain always goes after the beauty. And so we need to realize that we live in a world at war Mm -hmm. and marriage is something that not just doubles your influence, it multiplies it. And that is what the enemy is after. And all he can do is deceive. All he can do is play mind games on you. But we have to realize that that is what is actually going on. Yeah, and I I love that you said, like, sometimes we don't want to think about it because it's negative. And I feel like that's more of like a worldly self-help idea than it is Mm -hmm. a biblical idea because the Bible doesn't stray away from that. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> so why do we feel like we are not allowed to have anything negative or think anything negative? It's mm-hmm. like, that just helps us prepare and we shouldn't focus on that stuff, right? right? Like that verse has two sides. Like God gives us abundance in life. Mm-hmm. Like it's a balance, but it is true that it's it's not negative to be prepared for right. stuff. Like in this world, you will have troubles, but mm-hmm. take heart because God's overcome them kind of thing, exactly. you know? Like people are like, oh, no troubles. Like if I have troubles, like something's not going right. It's like, no, that's just. Right. Or if you ignore the <laughs> yeah. problems, then they'll yeah. somehow go away. Yeah. And it's like, well, that's not really mm-hmm. mature. It's just not mature, you know? In John and Stacy Eldridge's book, Love and War, which I highly recommend, it says this, you live in a world at war. Spiritual attack must be a category you think in, or you will misunderstand more than half of what happens in your marriage. Mm. And when I read that, it just really hits me in a very strong way because we, a lot of us as Christians, you know, we understand, oh, there's an enemy and, you know, he doesn't like Christians and he doesn't like marriage. And we get (laughs) that intellectually, but then when our husband says something rude or snappy or we're tired and we get frustrated or we end up in a fight about nothing and we're frustrated that we're in a fight. When these things happen, do we actually take time to think about what's going on in the spiritual realm? It's in those little things, the little annoyances, the little frustrations, the little Mm -hmm. problems that come knocking on the door. That's where we need to shift our focus to the spiritual realm. And we need to be women who don't get crabby, who don't get attitudes, who don't get passive and who don't get manipulative back at their husbands. But we need to be like Arwen in the Lord of the Rings when she takes Frodo and she's riding on her horse trying to mm-hmm. escape the attackers and she crosses the river and holds on to him and she faces her attackers and she goes, if you want him, come and claim him. And I feel like that is how we should be with our husbands. They're not helpless creatures. They're strong men who can take care of themselves for a lot, but God gave you to him for a reason. And we are meant to be strong warriors for a husband's heart. And when something's going on, you need to stop attacking. We need to stop looking at the husband and go to the enemy and go, you know what? No, you're going to talk to me now. You're going to face me. And we're going to have a conversation because he is my ally, not my enemy. Yeah. And it's like, we don't fight against flesh and blood. Mm -hmm. When you and your husband get in a fight, he hasn't become the enemy because that is something I've had to remind myself of. Mm. After me and Brian, like, you know, arguments come up and stuff happens and then I get into a mode and I'll be honest, like sometimes I've gotten into a mode where it's like, okay, well, I'm just going to stop talking and that'll teach him. Like, you know, just, <laughs> that'll show him. just like silence, right? And then I remember like Brian is not my enemy. Brian's on my side. We, there's only one enemy in this and yes. it's the enemy. It's not Brian. The enemy. You know? Yes. Like we don't fight against flesh and blood. It's yes. not, I'm not in a war with Brian when we fight. It's like mm-hmm. something else is coming against us yeah. because our marriage is so strong. Another thing that I was thinking about is from a quote from a book that I was reading before Brian and I got married. And it says, we're often more polite to others than to our spouse. Why should others get the benefit of our love? This needs to be reserved for the love of your life. 
So I was somewhat aware of this because I was reading about it. You know, I was reading like marriage books beforehand, just trying to be like Mm -hmm. overly prepared for things. And so I knew that. But then like that doesn't mean that you won't slip into that because it's true. Like I'll notice that I'll go to work and I'll be super like joyful and like, hi, hi, everybody, you know, like super Mm -hmm. happy, even if I'm struggling with something. And then I'll get home and it's like, I let all of the worst of me come out in front of Brian. Mm. And it's like, that's okay. You know, it's not like you should be fake around your spouse, but it's just kind of this thing of like, you can get into this pattern of giving everyone else the best of you and then just like letting go and, you know, being short and not listening and like not being attentive because you're like, well, I should feel like this. Like I'm married to this person. I don't have to try at all. Mm -hmm. And then you don't have any respect for that person. So it's like something you need to intentionally remember of like, okay, I need to give them love. I need to show them in like, like we were talking about earlier, just putting that effort into them Hmm. because you love them. And like, you know, not always giving the best of yourselves to other people and then just like going home and like tuning everything out kind of thing, you know? You tuned Brian out. <laughs> the other Jeff day, Jeff tuned me out. So <laughs> I was like really stressed, and it it wasn't anything serious. But it was like he was talking about like gardening ideas, and I was so consumed with something else. Like I think it was probably work. I was like so consumed with work that I was like a minute had gone by, and I was like, oh my god, I don't know if I heard what he said. And it's like that doesn't happen a lot. It doesn't happen a lot, but. Like, it's easy to fall into that when you're wow. so comfortable around somebody. Yes. And you're like, you're like the other end of it. I'm you're like, like oh, okay, well, now, now I see how this goes. I see how it goes. When I talk about gardening to Jeff, he's tuning me out. But it's true. no. You would be the one talking about gardening. I, I am yeah. the one to talk about gardening. But uh, yeah, so it's just such a good point because I don't think I had actually ever thought of that until... I saw it on your notes because I was like, oh my gosh, that's so right. Like, you know, you put on a good face for people at work and you want to be professional and you're not, you know, I don't feel like I'm fake with people at work. I just feel like I'm, I'm not an open book, right? I'm trying to be professional. I'm trying to be mature. I know my place. I'm, I'm here to serve my job. I'm not here to dump all my problems on people. And so then when you get home or you're with your spouse, it's so easy just to kind of dump and just, mm-hmm. yeah, put all the trash, like, yeah. right, like <laughs> all the on <laughs> everything you've been thinking that day and wanting to say, but you yeah. haven't, we dump on our spouse. And one thing that I also thought of as you were saying that is Jeff and I work from home, which is a huge blessing, but I started noticing that I was like, not really like I would get dressed but I'd wear like you know yoga pants and and it was really cold here too and so I'd wear like a sweatshirt and I wasn't putting on makeup and I wasn't fixing my hair and I was just like we were also I think really busy so it was like wake up go to the computer work all day it was crazy but I noticed I like saw my reflection one time in the mirror and I was like oh my goodness okay, I don't believe I, I don't believe this no, 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 you have I, not seen no but, I okay, okay, Jessica's you know not about. trying she's adorable so this <laughs> is not true thank you but it was pretty rough I'm not gonna lie it did not look like it, it was it was you know it was interesting and we'll just say that and I was like oh my gosh this is what Jeff has been looking at for like the last several days. And Jeff is the sweetest. Like he does not, you know, he is not making me feel bad at all. But I kind of felt bad because not that you can't, you know, walk around without exactly. makeup or wear your yoga pants or wear exactly. a, a big poofy sweatshirt. You know? I have a comfy. 
She has a comfy, that the is. ultimate comfort item. <laughs> the ultimate comfort. <laughs> it yeah. screams, I want to be comfortable. Yeah. And <laughs> so, you know, again, this isn't a big deal. This is a little bit on the shallow side, but I do think it actually is something. And I thought, you know what? I, and again, this was like several days, possibly like a week of this. Like it, it wasn't just one day. Um, and I just thought, you know what? I want to start getting dressed because like, first of all, it does help me work better. Exactly. <laughs> and so it is important. Yeah. But then I also thought, you know what I thought? I thought, I want to do this for Jeff. Like I didn't get dressed up fancy. I didn't put a ton of makeup on or make my hair crazy, but probably just like I am now, just put on normal clothes, put a little bit of makeup on, you know, curl my hair a little bit, just look presentable as if I was going to maybe go into work or something, just nothing fancy. And I just felt like I wanted to do that for him. And I think that it's kind of the same thing. It's like, it doesn't have, you, you need to be married to someone that you can be yourself with. That, you, that they can yeah. see all the ugly sides and it's okay because yeah. you're best friends. But exactly. you love like, your best friend. Yeah. You exactly. love your best friend and you want to do stuff for them. You mm-hmm. want to look nice for them. You want to treat them well. You want to fix them a dinner that they love. Like, like you were saying, just make sure that we're not just dumping our trash on them, but that we're also finding ways to like give our best selves to them as well and not so just true. to the other people in our lives whenever we happen to leave the house. It's so true. And I think the thing is that that makes it different is it's not like Jeff or Brian because the same thing happens with me. Like I have a comfy at home. I was wearing it a lot. It's not the thing about like having those days of like, okay, I just need rest. You know, I just need to just be comfortable and like just be myself completely. It's not about like those days that come up. It's just like, what is the pattern? You know, because that's what that's when it's like, okay, now I'm just in this lifestyle. Wherever mm-hmm. it's just Brian, it's like, I don't care, you know? Right. <laughs> and, but Brian has never said anything. Like, it's not like, right. and no. Jeff, it's like, Mm-mm. it's not like we're no. doing this because they've said that, oh, like, <laughs> we don't want you to dress like, like that. Listen, we need to talk. <laughs> yeah, it's like a completely self, like, selfless thing. Right. Showing them love and just, mm-hmm. like, being intentional about that, you know? Because it's important. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for joining us on this journey through marriage. If you want to see more episodes from us like this, then be sure and subscribe so you can get all future episodes and also share this with someone if you feel like they could use any of these tips. Thank you so much for watching and we'll see you next time.